In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In a lighthearted article from the New York Times from earlier this year, a woman attempted to fall in love with a man who she barely knew, following a technique developed by the psychologist Dr. Arthur Aron. Dr. Aron conducted a study that tested what happens when a man and woman would sit face to face and answer increasingly personal questions, culminating in simply staring at each other for four minutes. But what the study showed was that the four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact increased intimacy. Simply looking at a person can change a relationship. Now today, Jesus is also looking around to change relationships. In the first verse of the Gospel reading, we see that Jesus is searching for something. Jesus is looking for someone who is able to enter the kingdom of God. It's not just the rich who can't enter the kingdom of God or find it hard to enter the kingdom of God, because the disciples even wonder who can be saved. Looking around, all Jesus sees are those who are not willing to receive what he has for them. Some of you might remember from last week a rich man who wasn't able to receive Jesus' word about following him. But today, Peter's words also show that the disciples don't quite understand Jesus. Both the rich man and the disciples frame following Jesus in a sense of loss, what they need to give up, rather than how Jesus frames it. Jesus says that in spite of losing some things in this age, the overwhelming image is actually receiving a hundredfold in this life and in the age to come, eternal life. Rather than the disciples giving up things, Jesus is all about them receiving. The disciples were looking at what they had to do rather than looking at Jesus' work to make the impossible possible. So right in the middle of the reading, Jesus looked. Jesus looked at the disciples. He looked at them with the look of love, and that look changed everything. Now, when the author of the New York Times article finally got to staring into the man's eyes for four silent minutes, she described it as one of the most thrilling and terrifying experiences of her life, right up there with downhill skiing and rock climbing. The reason for this was not so much that she was looking at him, but having him look at her after learning all these things about her. The man's look made her vulnerable, but at the same time, it made her feel welcomed into his life in spite of herself. Now, in spite of this intimacy, the study showed that nothing really changed between the people. It actually simply exposed what was already there. The look of the other person eventually saw what the other was, which for many of us is really hard to imagine. Sometimes it's too hard because of the mistakes we made, 
and the sins we committed. Not only do we not want others to see it, but we also don't want to see it. Underlying the desire for someone to really see us is also the desire that we change. If only the look of someone could actually change us. In something called the Heidelberg Disputation, Martin Luther wrote on the nature of God's love. And he said, the love of God does not find, but creates that which is pleasing to it. The love of man comes into being through that which is pleasing to it, though. The love of God doesn't look for something in order to find it. But the love of God looks at something in order to create it. Versus humans who look around until they find what they're looking for. Thus, when Jesus looked at the disciples, his look created in them that which they could not do on their own. Jesus' look of love transforms the impossible into the possible by creating a new people of God out of the sinful and hopeless human material. Now, how does Jesus' look transform the disciples? Well, the word for look in verse 27 isn't a casual gaze or a casual look, but it means to see straight through to the very heart of something. Thus, when Jesus looks at you or he looks at me, he's seeing things from the inside out. He sees all of our sins, all of our past, our mistakes. When Jesus looks at us, we are completely vulnerable, but Jesus never draws away. Rather, he does something. He forgives our sins. And through the forgiveness of sins, he enters into our lives. And then from there, the inside out, his look creates in us what he's looking for. Faithful disciples who follow him. What takes others four minutes along with the list of questions, Jesus does in an instant. Jesus looks himself into our lives and changes them. Rather than being afraid of what he will see or continually look at what we did wrong, Jesus' look directs our eyes back to him and what he's done for us. His look fixes our eyes upon him, the author and perfecter of our faith. His look fixes our eyes upon his love his forgiveness, his life, his death, and his resurrection. Then him looking at us and we looking at him, we grow together, drawing a hundredfold into this life, this life of looking and seeing one another so that in the age to come, life would overflow. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.